right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a new episode of the SVT Podcast. I am in the driver's seat. My name is Vince. I got Sam and Tyler hanging out with me. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? Good. How are you doing, brother? I'm good. I'm I'm all right. I, uh, I yeah. got this Monday night on uh, Raiders Lions. The Lions are up 3-0, but the defense holds to a field goal. I thought they were going to give up a touchdown right away, but here we go. <laughs> Yeah, I got the Warriors stressed out this entire podcast. I know, right? (laughs) Yeah, I got the Warriors on. We're we're still in the first quarter right now. So, uh, um, you know, still early. uh, It's a close score at the moment. Uh, Tyler, uh, what are you watching in the background? I see something moving back there. I don't know what you got. Uh, I got the Warriors on, too, as well. I got a new monitor, which um, I can't show you because I don't want us to get taken down because I we're not paid by the NBA to show their uh, their games. Uh, But yeah. It's a sweet little monitor. I got rid of the TV that was back here. So, um, you know, been cranking that bad boy out. Right on. Um, so, yeah, so that's uh, that, that, that. There's the fun chit chat. Um, we are going to start off with a, on a little bit of a somber note. Uh, Adam Johnson, a former NHL player, he actually uh, he was playing in England and a horrific accident happened. Uh, he ended up taking a skate to the neck and uh, passed away. Um, the English Ice Hockey Association, uh, 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 like uh, they, they they canceled games for the next uh, few days while they uh, sort everything out. And the one thing that they've announced earlier today is that um, starting next, uh, uh, taking effect January 1st, 2024, um, basically um, every league except the top tier of uh, English ice hockey is going to require uh, neck protection. Um, so that you know, I mean, it sucks that it took such a uh, a horrific accident injury for this to happen. But um, uh, you know, player safety is the most important thing. And I know some players say, like I saw in the comments, some people saying like, "Oh, it's really uncomfortable. It's really hot. I hope the tech is better than it was like when they were playing like years ago or whatever." But um, everybody adjust like like gets acclimated to the new gear or whatever. I mean, anytime there's any change to anything, it's just it's it's important. It's safety and uh, um, it it's a bummer that it took uh, someone losing his life, but uh, I'm glad that uh, they're, they're reacting uh, very quickly um, to require something basically in two months, which probably has no, no players have right now. So it's, you know, they're saying two months to give people a, a chance to acquire all the neck protection needed. So uh, it's an absolute, uh, just a devastating injury. And a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, former Pittsburgh uh, players, uh, uh, th- that's a team that he played on briefly. Uh, they they had a lot of kind words to say and just like uh, everybody's just feeling it. And I don't know what else to add, man. It's a, it is a bummer and it's, it's, it's so sad. And Absolutely. he's just, he's, he, he wasn't even 30 years old. Um, yeah. Uh, rest in peace. Yep. Adam Absolutely. Johnson. Yeah. I uh, think that's, that's the second time I've ever heard that ever happening. Um, yeah. Oh, I I think it happened like one time in the like seventies or something. And then it yeah. happened in like 2008. The it's one a very the... rare injury, but it is a, it's, it, it, it's a bad one, man. The one in the seventies was, was really, inter- well, not entertaining, but in the, in the sense of uh, miraculous, just because they had a ex Vietnam medic in the stands who was able to save that guy's life. So mm-hmm. that one was, and- yeah, Incredible. the one that happened in 2008, they were able to uh, it hit the carotid artery and they were able to um, save him and he was able to continue his career the following season. So, uh, you know, it's it's a freak accident. And like, I, I, I can't remember, like. Anytime somebody gets like, like, like dies or is close to death, like like we saw with Damar Hamlin last year, it's like it's just a, a real wake up call. It really uh, yeah. it jars the system, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. Uh, so, so uh, on that note, I guess. Uh, no smooth uh, let's, transition. <laughs> let's transition. Let's just make this as awkward and clunky as possible. Yeah. Um, uh, Vince, let's read the scores. Okay, Vince. Uh, on Thursday, the Buffalo Bills beat the Buccaneers 24 to 18. Uh, moving to the Sunday games in the Battle of New York, the Jets outlast the Giants. 13 10 in overtime. Uh, I think the Giants a, had seven what a, total yards. What a terrible, what a game. terrible oh, game. It was bad. Um, right. The Jaguars beat the Steelers 20 to 10. The Cowboys all over the Rams 43 to 20. The Vikings beat the Packers 24 to 10. 
The Vikings won the game, but they lost that game. Yeah, they really yeah. did. Uh, Kirk Cousins goes down with the um, it, it was the Achilles, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's and it's his final year of his contract. So uh, any future big money he was going to be making, that's going to be put on hold at least uh, for a little while. So we'll see what happens there. The Titans, uh, Will Levis, banana, crazy eating banana man gets the job done. Twenty eight <laughs> to twenty three. You saw he eats the he, yeah. he, he ate the damn peel, um, and everything. It's, what a nut! But uh, he gets he throws like four touchdowns. Go, um, DeAndre Hopkins came alive. Twenty eight twenty three over the Falcons. The Dolphins beat the Patriots thirty one to seventeen. The Saints beat the Colts 38 to 27. The Panthers outlast the Texans. They get that first win of the year, 15 to 13. The Seahawks beat the Browns 24 to 20. The Broncos beat the Chiefs in Denver in the snow. It Patrick Mahomes had the flu, couldn't get it, get it done. Uh, the Ravens over the Cardinals 31-24. The Chargers beat the Bears on Sunday night football, 30 to 13. Whose bright idea was it to put the Bears on Sunday night football? Yeah, you got to flex that, that game out. Um, yeah. Yeah. Flex that out. Yeah. Oh, that's bad, man. The bad call. Uh, the Raiders, uh, as Sam said, is playing Monday night against the Lions. That game's happening right now. Uh, what's the score on that? Do you? Uh, you it's 3-0, uh, 3-0. Five and a half left in the first quarter. Okay, cool. Um Tyler, uh, we'll go with you. Uh, you, your Eagles outlast the Commanders, thirty-eight to thirty-one. They gave you quite a scare. Uh, you were, you know, uh, chicken littling all over the group chat uh, for a while there. Um, tell us what you saw. I'm cool with not playing the Commanders again. There's something about that team that they match up so well against the Eagles, and it's not just this season. I mean, it goes back to like Doug Peterson's time there and uh, McNabb and all that good stuff. So there's just something about Washington. I know it's a rivalry, you know, they're only an hour away from each other down the road, but uh, they give us one hell of a time. Every time we play them, they're the reason why we didn't have an undefeated season last year. The Miami dolphins got to uh, pop their champagne last year because of the commanders. So, and they almost did it again this year too. So, um, but Hey, good teams find good ways to win. Um, you know, no matter how you get it done, a W is still a W. And uh, I woke up this morning and my team's in first place of all of the NFL. So, Thank you, Broncos, and uh, thank you, Bengals. Yeah, so moving on uh, to... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Taylor Swift released uh, 1989 Taylor's <laughs> version. Uh... Okay, let's fucking talk about it. Um, so obviously the Niners, they lose 31-17. to 17. Um, Brock basically did not look very good. Um, they said he cleared concussion protocol, surprisingly. Sam's throwing his hands in disgust. Um, I think it's what the happened, bud? It's just the it's, Raiders. It's the Raiders, yeah. The Raiders just going to Raiders. Go drop the in, Raiders. Drop the Raiders get a fumble, right? So they recover a fumble. The first throw, Jimmy G throws a pick in the end zone. Hey, I think he. Uh, I think he's in first place for picks uh, out of all quarterbacks. So. Oh my god! Yeah. I mean, it wasn't even close. Uh. <laughs> That's he bad, under, Jimmy. Oh, I remember under, that. I he remember bad Jimmy. it by like six yards. <laughs> if yeah, if he puts that ball on the money, that's a, that's the easiest touchdown. He's Jesus Christ! Haywire on the throw. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I uh, the turning point of the game for the 49ers, Back to the Niners was obviously at the end of the third quarter. They have the ball in the ten zone, like and and Brock trying to get rid of the ball ends up putting it right into the into the uh, Bengals hands. And, uh, and they're very lucky that that didn't go the other way for a touchdown. Uh, so at that Vince. point, if they, if they do, if they don't turn the ball over there, you know, kick a field goal or even score a touchdown on that drive, if they score a touchdown, that's a tied game. And basically everything is flipped on its head. Instead, we, sh- we see just how uh, important turnovers are. And just how important, um, just overall for the entire game, uh, uh, Trent Williams is. Like, not having Trent Williams, it's been bad. And then the pass rush has not been able to, like, like they got a few sacks, but it's not sustained enough pressure all the time. And with a soft zone, you basically need your uh, pass rushers to be constantly putting the quarterback under pressure. Otherwise, um, they can get picked apart uh, on the plays that you don't get there. So, 
I blame uh, just, yeah. I blame Kittle for all of this. Kittle uh, needs to go get touch some some stones, light some incense, because mm-hmm. ever since he rocked out that fuck Dallas jersey, the yeah, it's been not yeah, well, a game. <laughs> they they got a bye week that he can uh, run around a theater three times uh, and then knock to be let in uh, for uh, dropping the Scottish uh, play's name or something. I don't know, man. Uh, this is this is bad. Um, but Niners are heading into the bye week. They're they're five and three. They're still like, you know, they're tied, I think, for the top of the division, or maybe they're down a half game. I'm not entirely sure. I haven't bothered to look at the standings because I was pissed. Well, so, Seattle um, made some moves. They think yeah, that I'm, that division is 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 theirs for the taking, and rightfully so. Would you guys drop got Leonard Williams today? Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, off the so, Higantes, yeah. So so Seattle's uh you're Seattle's making some, a play for it. some light, man. Yeah, they, they can see the end of the tunnel here. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I'd like. I'm frustrated with the uh, the performance overall, but um, I think a bye week is going to be good. Be able to reset, get some guys back. Uh, Trent Williams, especially. I mean, uh, not having Debo hurts, but not having Trent is like, this is a this is a 500 team without that. Um, you know, all world left tackle. Um, but you get him back, and I'm sure a lot of these problems kind of fix themselves. Suddenly, Brock isn't under so much pressure. He's not. Uh, Throw, he's not handing the ball off to the defense, you know? Yeah. Uh, we'll see. It, even you, though I know it was rolling the other way, but whatever. Vince, what do you think the biggest surprise is or biggest, you know, disappointment uh, for the 49ers up to this point? Um, well, right now they just, uh, this this last game especially, they just, they, they look tired, man. Uh, Dre Greenlaw just is running out of gas, I think, um, right now. I think he needs... He needs this break more than anybody almost, I would think uh, out of the people that are currently playing. So um, I don't know, maybe he's dealing with something and he's just not able to find that, that extra gear. Yeah. It's just yeah. the defense overall is like, it's been, it's been they, subpar. They have not, yeah. They haven't been getting after the quarterback. Like uh, I think everybody, the all experts and fans expected the 49ers defense that front seven would get you know, get after the quarterback and they haven't really done that. Yeah. And I think Bosa that's... really hasn't been the game record that we, uh, we thought he would be. Yeah. I think everybody just like you signed uh, Javon Hargrave and then everybody thought like, okay, that's it. We're good. And I don't know, man, maybe Bosa missing camp. He's not able to, he didn't get those reps in and just the integration. I know that uh, John Lynch is trying to find some safe, some um, defensive back help. And he's trying to find some uh, edge rush help as well um, through the trade deadline. The trade deadline happens uh, tomorrow, I believe, on Halloween. So um, I think I'm sure the phones are ringing nonstop, and we'll see what happens, man. Yeah, uh, your your line not getting to the quarterback is killing your your the rest of your defense. Just exactly. To, yeah. You know, yeah. I, just I, overall, sacks are not where they should be uh, for what I would expect. Uh, so yeah. So that's the, fun. Uh, on the pre-show, um, we were we were texting, and I, I was uh, saying the sky is falling. I was being a little silly. I don't think it's a uh, end of the world for the 49ers, But what what is your concern level right now, Vince, uh, as the resident 49er fan? On a you, on a ten you, point scale, sure. Um, I, I would say my concern is about a five. Um, okay. I'm not I, I'm not like ringing the alarm or anything like that, but it does make me realize like any injury, any injury going forward is going to like amp it up even further. Like they can't afford to have anybody really miss any time. And we need, I know that they can play a lot better. And that's part of the reason why I'm not there yet. If they were playing their best and their best is this level, then I'm like at an eight or a nine, but I know that they, they can play a lot better. We saw them play a lot better, uh, earlier this year even and and all last year so i'm i'm not there yet i'm not uh, i'm not you know the sky is falling i'm not chicken littling here (laughs) well i think i think there's a lot of people that are concerned about the offense with with brock purdy you know Mm -hmm. but he's he went off on a historic start i mean you're talking a a historic run to start an nfl career but at some point i think we all knew that there would be some i don't want to say a regression but there would be a struggle. There would be something that would happen where he's going to throw some picks. He went what nine games without a pick or something yeah. like that. Yeah, um, I mean nobody does that. I mean Patrick so, Mahomes so doesn't rare. do that. Yeah, it's so rare. Um, the 
The other thing that I think is surprising is like a Kyle Shanahan 49er team does not come back entering the fourth quarter. If they're down, they're like, Oh, and 25 or Oh, and 30, <laughs> like coming from behind. Um, so that it, for whatever reason, it, it's not an offense that's for whatever reason, able to get the ball downfield. It's, it's a front and, runner. And it's a, a front running offense. offense. Um, so Part of that is quarterback that, play, you know? Yeah. I um, find that interesting. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think this is a, I do think me personally, I don't, I don't have access to doctors. I'm not on the, I'm not on an NFL team right. and I don't want to play doctor, but you know, it's our radio show and we're going to play doctor is right. Um, I'll go steal my niece's stethoscope. I don't think, I don't think Brock Purdy probably should have even been in this game. Um, and I'm not saying he threw these interceptions because of the concussion, but when you're dealing with somebody's brain and towards the end of the game, when he, when he hit the back of his head on the, on the field again, you saw his hands go to his helmet and maybe it's nothing. But when I start seeing that I'm watching it in real time and I saw his hands do this to his helmet, something happened. He felt something. He heard something. There's a tingle, saw some light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. uh, My dad, Um, uh, my dad jumped in on the uh, 10 point scale. He said that he's at about a six. So, I mean, we're close. We're we're both. Uh, he's a, he's slightly more worried. Um, I get that, you know. But I'm 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 just not white on the uh, bad side yet. I'm still like I'm I'm right on the middle right now. I can I can see it going both ways. So for sure, for sure. Uh, all right. Well, the so- the Raiders are playing right now. Surprisingly, their defense is holding up pretty good. They gave up that interception. Jimmy G threw interception uh, into the end zone. Um. And they actually made the Lions punt the ball, so the Raiders' offense get the ball back. It's right now; it's fourth and two, and the Raiders are going for it. Uh, <laughs> and it's incomplete. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, Raiders! Raiders are going to Raider. So yeah, the Warriors. So the are, defense um... is playing pretty damn well right now, and you—they've had two opportunities to put some points on the board and it's zero, zero to three. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. All right. All right. Well, um, let's, I, yeah, let's, let's say. get into the, uh, to the point boards of the NFL pickums. I'm going to take control here. Please and do. Go over here. All righty. Um, I decided to put the football fright in America. Cause you know, ha. Halloween tomorrow, baby. Um, Ooh. Vince, you had a great week. Um, I was kind of hot on your heels and then you, you kind of took off here me on a little bit. I, I got you on one game, but for the most part, you're almost at 60. Yeah. I'm at 50. Um, Sam is at 48. And unfortunately, uh, Daniel has fallen under the 500 range and he's oh, now man. 43 and 45. So, um, <laughs> uh, we'll get, a lot we'll of get... green under my name. I ain't mad yeah. at it. <laughs> Well, uh, we all pick the Lions, so we'll see where that's at at the end of the it, day. It um, does, yeah, that's not going to affect the standings in any way. Yeah, not at all. So we'll get right into it here. So the Titans and the Steelers are your Thursday night game. Steelers are favored at minus three. What are we going with, guys? You know what? I'm taking the Titans with Will Levis' banana-eating machine. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. Um, I think one other podcast calls him Bananarama, but uh, I don't want to do that. But yeah, um um nanners i think we'll call them nanners all right <laughs> um I, i'm gonna go titans yeah uh you know i i uh i i'm gonna pick them up in one of my leagues here so i'm i'm gonna go titans as well we'll wait for daniel yeah daniel will send his picks later um your first game on sunday here is the uh dolphins versus the chiefs in kansas city chiefs are favored at minus two and a half that's a pretty low pick them to be honest this with is you. the game that needs to be flexed into prime time i, I know right this is i this want is this one game. on sunday night Hell yeah, yeah. I'm, t- I'm taking the chiefs at home healthy mahomes uh i'm gonna roll with the chiefs okay yeah i'm i'm right there with you i think i think it is the chiefs uh as well just being at home is going to make the difference and Patrick Mahomes uh, not being flu uh, riddled. Okay. I, I too am going to take the chiefs here. Uh, okay. Up next is the Viking Vikings. <laughs> You'll the see Vikings. why I said that, that I uh, said that here, the Vikings at the Falcons. 
Um, that spread has jumped up greatly to minus four and a half to the Falcons with Cousins out. So yeah, I'm that's... going with the Falcons. Uh, Kirk Cousins arguably playing the best, statistically the best season he's had, and he's out. Um, Falcons have been surprisingly competitive for me. I'm taking the Falcons. Yeah, th- that injury uh, is. It, I think it's too much for the Vikings to overcome right now. I'm go- I'm going to pick the Falcons as well. Well, I'm going to go the same boat. I was going to jump ship, but um, yeah, the Flackens. Yep. Yeah, you you see that? I was going <laughs> to jump ship too, but you know, I, uh, we'll, we'll we'll hold on to it. We'll 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 see about another game here. Um, up next here is the Bears at the New Orleans Saints. The Saints are favored at minus seven. Yeah, I got to go with the Saints. Bears are not a good football team. Yeah, they're terrible. I mean, you're going to be brave and, and pick the Bears? Because I'm not. No. No. I will not. Um, yeah. Rams at the Packers here. Uh, the Packers are favored at minus three. It's also going to be a chilly one up there. Yeah, I think I'm going to take the home team. I think if this was in L.A. or or uh, not Green Bay, I would take the Rams. But uh, I think the Packers are going to win it at home. I also want to okay. point this out too that uh, Stafford has a torn metal, uh, muscle in his thumb and he's day to day. Right. So th- this is it, if Stafford plays, the Rams win. The problem Correct. is we don't know if Stafford's going to play. Um, Correct. Uh, I, 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 the Packers are just not playing well. I'm going to pick the Rams either way. I'm going to pick the Rams. Um, I'm going to go the Packers. Only because I don't trust the Rams run as much um, up in Lambeau with that weather. And uh, that thumb is it's just it's too much for me to overcome here. Right. Um, up next here is the Commanders versus the Patriots in New England. New England is favored at minus three. I'm taking the Commanders. Yeah. They're, they're very competitive. Patriots, um, they haven't shown me nothing this G- year. Give me the so. Manders. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Commandos. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Patriots, um, for, for selfish reasons. Right. (laughs) There's no reason for you to not pick the commanders except for they're in my division. Um, right. (laughs) Yeah. It's a chance for you to pick up a game on me as well. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Um, up next is the Seahawks in Baltimore playing the Ravens who are favored at minus five and a half Ravens, man. Yeah, um, I, I got to go with the Ravens. Um, they're, for selfish they're, reasons. Yeah. <laughs> um, You know, ooh, I'm not saying that this new pickup that they got is going to be the game changer for them, but I think they're, they, they're playing with some confidence. I know they, that, you know, I'm, I'm going to go Seahawks. I, I think that they want to win. They see that they can grab this division from the 49ers. I'm going I'm to go Seahawks. Uh, up next is the Buccaneers and the Texans uh, in Tex- uh, in Houston. Sorry. And uh, Texans are favored at minus three. Yeah, I'm taking the Texans. They're uh, they're they had a chance to win uh, this last game. It just kind of got away from them. Carolina gets yeah. their first win on a game winning field goal that took forever. I think it took like three attempts to get to finally get it <laughs> in the books. Uh, but I, I think the Texans win at home. Okay, uh, I'm gonna take the Buccaneers. Um, this is just a gut feeling. I don't, I don't really have any reason, uh, one way or the other, to pick that way. I'm just uh, that, that's what I think is gonna happen. Uh, I too am gonna go with the Buccaneers. I think okay. uh, Chris Godwin looked good. Um, I think that we're gonna get a little bit more of that, and uh, um, Evans looked great as well too. Um, so I'm, I'm gonna go with the Bucks. I'm, I'm feeling the gut on that one as well. Alrighty, up next is the Cardinals at the Browns, and the Browns are favored at minus seven. Yeah, and the, the, the Cardinals are like they're like maybe two or three pieces away from like really being competitive. I mean, they're, they're, they're two or three pieces away from being able to really only lose by like three points. Yeah, um, well, I <laughs> I think that uh, defense plays way above their 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 level, and I yeah I, yeah they're playing above their heads on the defensive side, but um. Uh, Josh Downs is actually not going to be playing next game. They're going to turn to the, either the rookie or Kyler if Kyler's able to go. Um, okay. I'm going to pick the Browns. Okay. I got the Browns. Okay. 
what can Brown do for you is where I'm going as well. All right, up next is the Colts at the Panthers, and the Colts are favored at minus three. I got to take the Colts, even with uh, Gardner Minshew. The Panthers got their first win. They're they're still a a team that's rebuilding, so got to take the Colts. Okay. Yeah, even with um, the uh, uh, finally getting uh, the, the the first win of the season, I'm I'm with you, man. I just uh, the Colts are just a much better team than the Panthers. I don't see it. I don't see them getting it done again the rest of the year. If I'm being honest, they they might sneak another one by, but yeah, there's just, that's um, a bad team. If I, you know, though, I'm curious though if the Panthers, I don't know if they're necessarily tanking, but they're doing a great job if they're, you know, trying to go for it. But do they need another quarterback? Do you think they'll they'll trade that number one pick? No, I I think they're gonna. They they would try have to try to build up everything else, like try to improve the offensive line. I mean. That's part of the reason why like a lot of quarterbacks end up washing out of this league is they don't have, you know, no supporting the, cast. There's no supporting Nothing. cast. The, the offensive line is shit. I mean, hey, there's my first curse. It's not fuck, but there we go. You had one earlier, but but you were but did you were I? well past the four minute mark. Did, did I really? <laughs> you I didn't break the record. <laughs> I must have missed it. I didn't realize that I didn't curse that I that I did drop an f bomb earlier. Oh, you, you, wow. you were past the four minute mark, so you were good. I didn't I didn't need to mention it. You didn't break your world record yet. <laughs> when was it? You have to tell me. I don't know. <laughs> I think well, you were at like we'll, the six we'll minute back. mark or something. We'll, we'll like listen that, back because so. I don't remember it. <laughs> um, up next is the Giants at the Raiders. Um, this is the probably even looking at the Raiders schedule at this point given how they're playing this is the most winnable game that the Raiders have and the you Raiders are favorite to with minus three game. yeah yes. you, you do not win, win this game. game blow it the hell up um yeah, yeah. Raiders have to win this one so I'm taking the Raiders yeah I'm taking it also for two reasons they need to win and uh Giants are in my division Alrighty. well I know what I'm going with this one this is the oh I put the Jets here this is incorrect my apologies guys my apologies. This is the big game of the week. This should have been slotted as a Sunday night game, but I get why the Bills and the Bengals are the Sunday night game. Um, Cowboys and the Eagles. They're in Philadelphia, and the Eagles are favored at minus three. I'm taking the Eagles. I just yeah. think they're they haven't the Eagles haven't put together that perfect game that we've seen so many times last season, but they're doing just enough to beat who they need to beat they're seven and one um they're doing what they have to do to win i'm taking the eagles i don't agree i don't remember who said it but there was some i don't know maybe it was eisen who said it but he said that the these eagles remind him of like that dynasty era of tom brady and the patriots were not you know the patriots have some seasons where they would just blow teams out but then there were some seasons where they were just winning but they weren't blowing teams out they were just good teams finding a good way to win through you know whatever grit and grind they had to 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 get the win so i don't know if i necessarily see that yet but i'm starting to they they win ugly almost every week it seems like yeah real quick guys um raiders lions the the raiders defense is surprisingly holding uh detroit gets another field goal it's only 6-0 with 12-23 left in the second quarter uh but the defense is surprisingly playing with their hair on fire right now if uh Jimmy G could just get the ball to an open receiver for once. Yeah, All right. <laughs> they need easy, easy ones. They just need Devontae Adam with a curl, you know, or or get Renfro in. Would that's not going to happen? Just get some easy God. ones for him. Build build some rhythm, you know. So. Um, your Sunday night game is the Bills at Cincinnati, and the Bengals are favored at minus three. I'm taking the Bengals. I think they're going to be riding mighty high. They look like they fixed this offense. Um, the defense looks uh, looks a lot better than than I expected. You know, the past couple of weeks, I think they're on what a three game winning streak. Yeah, that is correct. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so I, I I think Joe Burrow and the and the Bengals team found something. I think this is kind of like the moment we've been waiting for. I think we all had them a little bit better um than what they currently are i I think they get the win all right so um the bills with the mediocre signing of the week uh get leonard fournette (laughs) um uh, that that complicates their running back uh room a little bit more but i mean is it enough uh i i know that they weren't really 
thrilled with um what uh Latavius Murray's been doing. So uh we'll see if Lenny's the difference maker for them. Uh I think I'm gonna go with the Bills uh winning this game. Uh yeah. I just I think I I think they're it's it's their turn to put it together a little bit. Yeah, on that, the big stage. That running back signing made no sense. Like, let's yeah. get an old running back and replace him with an older running back. Maybe they're not mm-hmm. older than Murray, but like Well, I mean they they, they lost Harris. They lost Harris, and so they're tr- they're trying to piece it together. I think unless they uh, unless they can make a trade for somebody else, so yeah. we'll see what happens between now and uh, Tuesday at what is it four o'clock? I think or something like that. I just thought that they would might try to uh, trade for uh, for Dalvin Cook. I hear that he's on honestly, the guys. If the Raiders lose tonight, I could honestly see this team trading tonight. many players tonight, tonight. tomorrow yeah. morning. Mm-hmm. So there's um there's there's a rumor mill going around that the Eagles are trying to bolster up the backfield some more. And uh I don't see it. I mean, I'd love to live off the hopium, but there's some idea that if the Raiders do lose this game, that they're gonna call and see if they can get Jacobs from them, which I don't see why you would do that when you have Swift, but hey, the more the merrier. I'd rather do more what? secondary help. It's weird. The the Lions never really used Swift up to his capabilities. And now the Eagles, I mean, I mean, he flashed real hard in that first game, but he's been he's been good. But um, I think that he could be doing more. Is there something maybe they're seeing something that we don't as fans? That's uh, true. You know, like two different coaching staffs now um, just don't have all the trust in the world in him, which yeah, is yeah. a little weird. I don't know. Because I, I see I see amazing stuff whenever he touches the ball. I don't get it. But well, I think the I thought know. was that with this O line that he would produce even more which he is he is producing a lot more than what he's probably done in some seasons in in detroit but uh yeah i i, I don't think i fully understand it but i'm not gonna argue it if jagos becomes an eagle either so um, we'll see what happens yeah exactly uh i'm gonna go with the bills as well not because of the leonard Fournette signing but because the bills played on thursday night they had a long rest to get to the sunday game um mm-hmm. i think they're gonna be a little bit more fresh than the Bengals are after you know, let's let's face it. When you play the 49ers, you get beat up. You may have got the win, but, you know, you may feel it throughout the whole entire week. So I'm going to go with the Bills as well. Yeah. Um, Your Monday night game is the Chargers at the Jets. I don't know why this should have been flipped around from the Bills and the Bengals, but, you know, whatever. Teats are on. Right. Well, I mean, <clears throat> they, they don't start flexing just yet. Um, they, they they it's still we're still a couple of weeks away from uh teams being flexed in and out of different uh spots. So. It That's should have mine. been it should have been Cowboys and Eagles on Monday night or Bills and Bengals on Monday night. And then those two games would be the Sunday night game. Me personally. I but, would think. Yeah. Well, they they made the schedule assuming Aaron Rodgers would be playing this game. So That's I fair. mean That's fair. Yeah. Well, I can I can I just say it? We're all gonna go Chargers, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know what though? I've I've actually been watching some Chargers games and this team under uh, what's their coach Staley? Yeah, um, the Chargers are like they're the same as the Raiders. <laughs> like, how do they give some of these games away? Um, I don't know. Maybe I just want the Jets to win. Um, fuck it, I'm gonna go with the Jets at home. I'm rolling the dice. Okay, all right. J e t s s s. Well, that is your picks for the week. Um. Oh, this huh? is going to bother me if I don't do this. All right, there we go. Add it, babe. And we'll go from there. Nice hustle out there. Yeah, appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that wraps up football, I believe, unless anybody's got anything else. Nope. Okay. Uh, let's move on to baseball. Bob Melvin is coming back home to the Bay Area. He's going to be the manager for the Giants. We thought uh, he got, we, he got permission to talk to him last week when How we talked last weird. Time. How weird that he got that twice with two different organizations and they just let him walk. Mm-hmm. What, a, what yeah. an odd thing. Like I don't know. Like I don't want to be a tin foil here, but obviously there's been some shakeups between Bob Melvin and the front offices of the two teams that he's been with. But do you think Bob Melvin has any part of this too? Do you think he's also kind of an a hole behind the scenes? And you know, no, I know no, that no, I mean, no players Bob love Melvin, him. No. Yeah, no. every player has. I don't recall ever hearing any player ever not liking Bob Melvin. Like, um, and and that's part of his um upfront nature. And he's 
you know, he, he tells you what he expects of you and he tells you where you stand uh, as a player. So a lot of players really respond well to that, you know, even if they don't, yeah, like I'm not, I'm not tapped so. into uh, San Diego baseball, but uh, from what I understand, there was just beef with, uh, you know, the president of baseball ops trying to run the team like a calculator yeah. and he wasn't feeling it um, is, is how I, so is how <clears throat> I heard it. I'm still pretty active in, well, at least going through the Reddit for, for San Diego Padres and, they're very upset about it. I mean, a lot of fans are upset about it. And they're calling for AJ Preller's head because the, the GM for them, they want him gone because they let him walk for nothing, which is exactly what the A's did, which is, I find so odd. But, you know, welcome to. Well, I think this is the, the problem. This is the problem with modern baseball is you have these GMs slash president of, of operations that are running their teams out of a spreadsheet. It's why Farhan Zaidi hired Gabe Kapler, you know, and that's, you know, for me, that's why I'm rooting for the Texas Rangers in the World Series is, you know, Bochy's kind of like the last, one of the last uh, managers that is truly a manager, Um, you know, that's actually managing a baseball team. Um, I think it's a more interesting product when you have a manager of that caliber or when you're allowing managers to actually manage the game i think it's a better product i think it's more fun i think you see players uh get motivated for for the for their skippers um as far as bob melvin going to the giants i think i'm glad for him i'm happy for him because he's a former giant he comes back to the bay uh former cow bear um but honestly i I can honestly see this being a one-year deal because if they stink again this roster is not very good. The Giants roster is not is not all that great. Um, I as is, you're probably slightly below 500. You know who are you gonna add? Um, I don't really see Farhan blowing up the bank here. You know, breaking the piggy bank and going after a, a prize free agent. And it's the Giants have shown when they do go after the big free agent, they don't get them for whatever yeah. reason. Yeah. You know, for whatever reason, they can't close the deal. Um, so I, you know, I could easily see this as a one-year deal, meaning that Farhan is out and a new guy comes in and is going to hire his, his own, his own manager. So I don't know, <laughs> go Bob, we'll but I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. And it seems like the fan base really isn't excited for, for Bob Melvin in the sense of, uh, you know, it, it just seems like the fans aren't really excited for Bob Melvin, which you know, in some ways I can understand, but at the same time, I think it's more or less about the roster. If you had a really good roster, you're probably more excited because you're thinking a manager can come in and maybe fix some things and communicate some things. Um, but this roster is not very good. Yeah. Um, uh, you brought it up just a, just a second ago. Uh, let's talk world series real quick. Rangers versus the diamondbacks, a team that everybody had going into the year, two of them. You know, uh, they, of course, uh, they had them at the bottom of the standings, not in the World Series. I think, but I, think I had the Rangers had last year. And then I was like, oh, they screwed me. And then look at that. <laughs> right. Uh, so two years ago, both of these teams had over 100 losses. The Rangers had 102 losses in 2021. The Diamondbacks had 110. So that's 212 combined losses two years ago between these two teams. And now they're facing off in the World Series. It shows you how quick you can turn it around if you do it right, you know. Um, uh, you, you, I, I don't know what to say, man. Uh, uh, well, they're they're playing the right now, and the uh, the Rangers are up three to zero in the bottom of the fourth. Okay, yeah. So um, I'm way I, more surprised is... about the D backs getting there, yeah, than the Rangers, because mm-hmm. uh, the Rangers maybe maybe it's just because I pay paid more attention to the Rangers and their re- rebuilding process and the new stadium. And there was a lot of talk of young talent coming up. Um, they spent a lot of money in free agency. Um, and then Bruce Bochy, there was a lot of talk of uh, this roster was a, a good roster and you're bringing in a manager of his caliber to kind of get them into the playoffs. Arizona, we knew about a lot of the young players, mm-hmm. but I didn't expect them to put it together, you know, this season. Yeah, they still felt a year away. Um, honestly, yeah, I was looking, yeah. I was thinking, more I was like thinking when we saw them in Phoenix last year, I was like, oh, it's probably two or three years, they'll probably be pretty good. That's what I, yeah, um, exactly. 
they got there a little quicker than we thought they would. Um, yeah, and um, Jers is a horse. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there we are. There's your Bruce Bochy impression. And uh, just to you know, uh, let, let's just talk about the A's Vegas drama real quick. Um, there's a they're trying to get a, a ballot initiative uh, in Nevada to try to stop the $380 million funding from going through. And apparently, um, so what needs to happen is they need 102, they need a little more than 102,000 signatures across all four congressional districts in Nevada. So about 26,000 per district, basically, to get to get qualified. Uh, so if you have friends in Nevada, tell them to sign that, uh, to, to sign that thing and uh, stop stop the ace from moving at least to Las Vegas, you know, and taking your money away from you. Um, and that has to happen before the end of late June to next year to qualify. Um, also, it sounds like the timeline, the A's had initially hoped that they could blow up the, uh, to uh, demolish the, uh, the Tropicana site mm-hmm. uh, in the, in the summer, this coming summer in 2024, that's no longer going to happen. They're gonna wait until the ballot initiative hits before that uh, before that happens. So they're talking uh, demolition like in December 2024, uh, maybe even January 2025, and then just start building it up and have it ready for 2028. Um, and that's assuming at this point it's just it's just so stupid because baseball and John Fisher's dumbass is saying that the timeline is the most important thing. We need the stadium now. It just because they came into Vegas with their ducks not in a row and changing sites and blah, blah, blah. It's just pushing the timeline out even further. And everything is done at Howard Terminal. Just scale the stadium plans down. You know, everybody has this idea that that the A's were, were going to, all they were negotiating was a stadium at Howard Terminal. No, they wanted to... De- build apartments and condos and retail and this and that. And the reason why they were a hundred million dollars apart or whatever, $80 million, $83 million apart with the city of Oakland and this, and this stadium deal was because it's like how many acres, 50, 60 acres or something. How many acres is the Howard terminal thing? It's this massive it was like, site. It, it, yeah. It something. was about 50. Yeah. It was like 55 or something like that. Right. <laughs> it's like this massive site where you can, the stadium is not occupying all 50 acres or whatever it is. It's, it's much smaller than that. The A's could close the gap financially by, instead of building out 55 acres, build out 25, you know, build out 20. You can easily scale this thing down and still have a ton of stuff around it to get it done in Oakland and and bring it in uh, with the financial gap covered. Yeah, it's and, they wanted the whole thing. Yeah, and you don't even like you can still have the whole thing. You just don't have to do the whole thing all at, at once. once. You don't have to do it. And all the other at thing, once. Oh. the other argument is, the other issue is they bought the Alameda County half of the current site and publicly said they did that because they need a backup to Howard Terminal in case something happens. And they're not even talking about that. They're they're not even talking about using the current site as a backstop option, which is what they used it, is what they told the, the, the county why they're buying it. So it's just none of it makes sense. It's this this owner's too cheap. He doesn't want to pay for anything. So hopefully Vegas citizens show up, sign the ballot, sign the initiative, and uh Reno citizens too. Yeah, I mean, that's that's you know, your money that they're fucking with. Absolutely. So, and the, you know, the other thing is, um, even if they stay in Oakland and John Fisher remains the owner, um, it's like for us, the, the fight is just beginning. You know, it, it, it's just going to keep going because Ace fans, we're not going to be content until this guy sells the team one way or the other. You know, like this people like him should not own a own a baseball team. Yeah, agreed. Um, yeah, so I, I think I'm I, I'm tapped out on this subject. I think we, I, we need I to move you. on. You know, yeah. um, we could spend all night on this, but let's let's move on to basketball to the Warriors. Real quick, real quick, yeah. oh, Monday night ahead. football update: the Raiders' defense holds and gives up another field goal. 
9-0, left in the second quarter. This is like the best defensive showing the Raiders have had in like 10 years. And it's yeah. just being completely squandered right now. Maybe 20. It's, I don't know, man. It's, so, it's been a long time. It's so freaking sad. It's so sad anyway. Yeah. Okay. So uh, on to the Warriors. They they lose opening night 108-104 against Phoenix, but then have won two games in a row. Uh, they, won, they win by eight at Sacramento. They win by 11 at Houston. Uh, Steph Curry is him, as the title of our episode says. Um, that Houston one, that Houston one was so um, good, though. He he, so he went good. absolutely nuclear at the end and uh, was able to pull the win. Out. Oh, no, no, no. You you gotta you gotta sell it more than that. He not only did it go nuclear, but he made Dylan the Clown Brooks just look yeah, he absolutely foolish. Yeah. He broke him yes. twice on one oh, play. It, it was, uh, <laughs> twice on one play, absolutely. Oh, it's so beautiful to see. Um, you can call us haters if you want. Uh, but yeah, that's exactly what we are. Um. This is a fuck Dylan Brooks podcast, I believe. Um, yeah. So I, I feel comfortable saying that um, with all due respect, which is none. Fuck Dylan Brooks. Oh, got him. Okay. Um, so right now they are playing currently at New Orleans. And uh, I think it's halftime right now. Or it it is. Yeah. It's halftime. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're they're just showing highlights right now. Uh, I'll give you a score in a little bit. They also have games uh, at home against Sacramento on Wednesday. Friday, they go to Oklahoma City. And then Sunday, they are at Cleveland. We'll have scores uh, for all of those games next week. And to, uh, right now, they're fifth in the West. Two wins, one loss. Obviously, it's way too early to talk anything else. Uh, this is, you know, just trying to stack up wins as we go. Uh, Chris Paul has looked pretty good you know yeah, um he's taking care of the ball that's a huge part of it right he has 20 25 assists in four games and 12 of them have been to to clay thompson which to me clay thompson looks like he's rusty as hell like i there's no reason for him to look this bad but it's only four games i'm not yeah. panic meter's oh. not there yeah, I mean, it could just be, you know, the, that injury, those leg injuries, you know, maybe they just fucked with him enough that he's no longer the guy that he was before, you know, and yeah, maybe this injuries, is the new clay. Yeah, you know? they, it's, they it, took years off his career, unfortunately. It's, the, I mean, yeah, the Achilles especially. injuries like that. Back well, to back. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking, well, to, to answer your question earlier, uh, Vince, it's 59-57, the Warriors are up. Um going into the third quarter here but yeah it looks like the third quarter is about to tip off i am looking yeah, for clay thompson to be of old and retrospectively meaning that i don't need him dribbling anymore i don't need him trying to find his shot and driving down to the hoop with chris paul there let chris paul dribble let him find you let draymond dribble let him find you like you just move around and be a set shooter for me and i think that's going to be the most valid thing that we could do with clay thompson at this point if those injuries really took away what his capabilities of jumping and moving were. Um, right. Um, you want to hear something wild? Hmm. Uh, Chris Paul in his career coming off the bench undefeated. Well, he, he's going to have to go about. He's probably going to get like say how many games. Times? How many when, times has that happened? <laughs> literally, this year's the first time no, it's yeah, ever happened exactly. to him. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna... thinking maybe maybe six or seven because of coming off of injuries or no, no, you know things he of that nature. Started coming off of those, like coming back. So he, we're, we're probably going to need. Career. We're probably going to need sixty more of those uh, undefeated wins off the <laughs> yeah, bench. That, okay, I won't be mad. <laughs> the, the I think the only you know I watched uh, the Houston game. The only thing I. That concerns me is, and it's always, I think, concerned Warriors fans is just the lack of size. Um, there's just certain times that they just look tiny. And, um, but I mean, even though they were super small and, and Curry was off the floor and uh, uh, Chris Paul was on, I mean, it was with him and, and Jonathan Kaminga and Moody, it, it was like another starting team. You know, it was like they, they looked good with, with Chris Paul. So, they actually increased the lead and the starters gave up the lead later in the game. Uh, of course they, they won the game, but you know, they pushed that lead to, I think 10 or 12, uh, somewhere in the third quarter or something like that. Yeah. Um, well, so I think I, they, they, Chris Paul stabilizes that second unit as so many people predicted. I like that, that Kaminga is the hype, right? Kaminga and Chris Paul were the hype this season, but Moody has just been a godsend. I mean, 
he's averaging uh, like almost two steals a night. I mean, he's averaging almost six rebounds a night. On top yeah. of that, you're getting a solid 10 to 15 out of him every night. I'll take that any day of the week. Um, so I, I agree. Chris Ball has stabilized this so much. Um, oh, I also wanted to note uh, Damian Lillard went absolutely nuclear in like his first game. I think he had like 42, 43 points, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> on the game on Saturday night, <laughs> he had nine points, six turnovers, two from like 13 from three. <laughs> It was god awful. <laughs> the yeah. highs and the lows of, uh, I guess, having Damon Lillard on your team and he played zero defense. Same with uh, Jordan Poole. Jordan well, his Poole, replacement uh, over there in uh, Portland. Yeah. Uh, man, Scooter. You, Scooter. You, you knew they were going to, you know, they were a young team. They're rebuilding, they're finding their identity, but it looks it looks pretty bad up there. Yeah. <laughs> little bleak, little bleak up in Portland. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So. Um, right. I, I do I do want to say one thing too. I think okay. to your point, Sam, there's only one big guy that I can see that the Warriors maybe could afford down the road and he would fit perfectly. It would only be Steven Adams. When I realistically think about Isn't it. Isn't he injured? He is, which might be that's, might that's bode why well. we might be able to get him. Yeah, it might bode well. <laughs> I mean he's I mean you think you think Andrew Bogut 2.0. That's that's Andrew Bogut 2.0. So if there's ever a p- possibility or a capability if of we could Adams, if we yeah, could breaking, I would breaking love news. That. Yeah. yeah. Breaking news. Josh <laughs> Jacobs runs the ball for a touchdown. It is 6 to 9. The nice. field goal unit is is coming onto the field to kick the extra point. Um but this this drive guys, Josh Jacobs uh went 8 Eight runs for seventy-five yards. So, uh, oh wow! So you, you put Jacobs, the ball in 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 the hands of a talented player, and the talented player made talented plays and yeah, got you he, a touchdown. That's so wild. He, he marched down the field. Jimmy G wow. did make a couple of plays. Uh, he did make a couple of plays to to keep the drive alive. Um, so what's what's the over and under that Jacobs will get me 60, 60 points? Because that, that's what I need to win this week is sixty points. <laughs> Uh, no no yeah i got uh i got lambed this week so real uh, quick i forgot to bring this up in the football bit but since we did the update did you guys hear about this uh locker room meeting that players had with coaches and and it was uh for the raiders yeah so there was um, a players meeting with coaches so all hands on deck meeting, and apparently it was said nothing was off limits, and it was led by Devontae Adams, uh, Max Crosby, Josh Jacobs, and everybody spoke. Like, all players spoke. All coaches spoke. And apparently players were venting their displeasure of scheme, of coaching, of everything. And apparently everybody walked away very happy. Apparently everybody went out and had some bonding experiences to kind of reset uh, the season. Um, it was a little bit of a shocker, but as more, more information is coming out, um, hopefully it's a good thing. Um, but where all this smoke was coming from about, you know, McDaniels getting into it with Renfro and the, the Chandler Jones stuff, like things were getting kind of weird. Um, because we know about Josh Jacobs, we are um, uh, Josh McDaniels. We know I've called him a suspect for many weeks now, a suspect character. Um, but apparently, all is well in Raider Land as far as what's inside the whoa, whoa. But I'm I'm still holding my breath on that one. Exact winning is the best deodorant. You got to start winning. Yeah, I agree with that, but I also think that I. I throw I can uh I trust McDaniels as far as I can throw him and I feel like he may yeah, be saying the right things in the locker room, but he right. may hold that grudge yeah, outside I, of the I, locker room. He ain't the one, guys. Yeah, He's, no, I, I, I also can only trust McDonald's as far as I can throw him in. Also, I have bad shoulders, so I can't throw him at all. Um <laughs> <laughs> well, well speaking of seven seven to nine, so uh a little bit of hope for, for me. So speaking of myself. uh not using your arms and your, and your hands here. Let's go across the pond here and talk about some other football, nice. huh? There you go. Like yeah. That? All right. Not bad. Not bad. So uh, Wrexham, they get the win two nil at Knotts County. That's the team that was also promoted with them to league two. So right now uh, they are in third place, 30 points. They're tied with Knotts actually for second. Um, I assume gold differential is the uh, difference. Knotts that's, County that, that's home better. to uh, Knotts Berry Farm. Same time, quite, not quite. <laughs> well, here's here here. I was. I'm glad you said that, Vince. Uh, the goal differentials: goals, uh, thirty-two 
and 27. So forward and allowed, right? Um, Knotts County, 33 and 28. So they are super close. <laughs> Yeah. So it's not much uh, They're touching separation. Tips. They're touching yeah. tips. Um, it's not much of separation <laughs> yeah. here. They're crossing streams. Uh, so uh, so uh, ne- there's an FA Cup game uh, at uh, versus Mansfield Town next week uh, on Saturday, right? So yeah, and then they they get back into the regular season on the 18th uh, against okay. uh, Agriton Stanley. So, okay. but uh, yeah, yeah cool. looks looks be fun here. I can't. Yeah. Uh... All right, so um, as far as back over here in the Bay Area, the San Jose Earthquakes, they did end up losing uh, their playoff game at Sporting Kansas City. The season is over. They lost in penalty kicks 4-2, to two, and they just could um, you know, th- there was a couple of chances uh, to score. They couldn't quite put it in. It was a little bit disappointing, but honestly, this team, you know, I, I, I kind of expected a draw, and if you don't go to penalties, it, it ends up being a draw anyway. Because well, don't don't worry. I mean, this really this score, and this, this is actually gonna, promising. This it's, team's going to reload in the offseason and, and acquire more yeah. talent, right? Yeah. If you yeah exactly yeah with, they, with they the got with an the owner, owner that is willing to spend. Who's always out, in? I can't even spit it out. Uh, for those of you who haven't been paying attention, John uh, Fisher, you know of fuck John Fisher fame, uh, owns the San Jose Earthquakes as well. Uh, so. You know, if they, if the front office can find a way to get some scoring talent on the cheap, maybe they'll be able to repeat this again, or maybe they just fall right back to the uh, to the basement as again. We'll we'll see what happens, man. They, ah, fuck John Fisher. <laughs> there's my there's my earthquakes update. Fuck John. And Fisher. he also just a couple of weeks ago was insulting the stadium. Yeah. And saying it's already outdated and, and mm. it's basic and this and that. It's like, dude, <laughs> you, you just said built this the is the stadium thing. you wanted. You yeah. get the stadium, you're selling it out, and then not one dime goes to keeping players, adding players, you know, nothing. Yeah. Like he probably spends more on the uh on the uh, outdoor bar than he does on on his players. <laughs> Jeez. It's it's close. It, it's about even. It's about even. Um, <laughs> there is some actually like pretty good alcohols in that bar. Um, and there's some there is some top, top shelf in there. So I will I will give credit where credit is due and say they probably spend about the same on the bar as they do on <laughs> talent on the field. Um, you know what? But uh, the coaching staff able to get uh you know to get the team into the playoffs uh on a shoestring budget is um. It's a story we've told before about John Fisher owned teams. So, um, you know, that's great. And it, it, it does provide a little bit of a, a pep in your step uh, as an earthquakes fan, uh, even temporarily, even though you don't get to host a playoff game. They just need uh, to uh, get Landon Donovan to come out of retirement. And then that's, no, when, no, that's when they'll that. win. He's, he's about 10 years too far out of retirement, man. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So that's, that that's it for footy um let's, well, speaking let's, of losing let's talk about losing some more yeah okay so uh, uh on to hockey uh for the fun fun part the sharks are coming for that 92 93 <laughs> record baby they're they're, they're oh. coming for they're coming for the um uh most losses uh by in franchise history record for sure they lose uh this is a this is a road trip they're on a massive road trip they lose in florida in tampa in Carolina and in Washington, which was the one game I thought they maybe had a chance at. And they've only scored two goals in those four games. Uh, it's been, there's just not a lot of offense. There are currently eight losses, zero wins, and one overtime loss, which is, I didn't even have to update this part. I didn't even have to look. Um, you're already eighth in the Pacific last week and dead last in the West. You didn't win. You didn't go to overtime in any of those games. You're still eighth and sixteenth. I didn't. Hit, I don't even have to check that. I just know it. Yeah. So upcoming uh... games are uh, back home against Vancouver on Thursday and Saturday, um, hosting Pittsburgh. So um, they could get a win against. I mean, they could. Yeah, that's I, probably I, the know, most likely. Pittsburgh, we can already chalk up as an L. I I will count that as an L before he even. Yeah. So yeah, let, 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 you know what? Let's just do a little fun little thing each week. We're gonna call it the win of the week. Okay. So we're gonna call. <laughs> we're gonna say this is the game, uh, Thursday against Vancouver. If they're gonna win a game this coming week, it'll be that game. All right. Now, does so it does a tie count as a win? 
No, there are no ties because you just go to overtime and it's overtime losses. That's true. But if you get a point, do you count that as a win? Call it a draw. <laughs> <laughs> Call that a tie, I guess. Sure. All right. Just emotionally, it's a tie. Um, All right. No, so so loss. against Vancouver, it's that, the best odds the to week. get to get a point. That's their best yeah. odds. That's we'll, your we'll best give them chance. that. Yeah. We'll give them that. Yeah. We'll Push it to that. overtime. We'll see what happens. Um, all right. So here, uh, here comes another um, emotional blow, but like, you know, kind of a fun emotional blow, I guess. Joe Thornton officially retired from the NHL. He posted a shirtless uh, wearing only a hat uh, video of him officially announcing his retirement. Brody Brazil asked the most important question. Are we sure Jumbo was only shirtless? he's definitely been interviewed holding like you know like equipment bag over his junk and nothing else like with brody and curtis brown just why he's called jumbo that's yeah uh jumbo is not afraid uh of uh of just hanging out in the buff so um congrats on a hell of a career he's a first ballot hall of famer um his number 19 will be in the rafters uh, uh at a time to be announced later and i'm sure that's probably coming soon uh, he didn't I, play at all last season, so we kind of knew, but we didn't get the official word. Yeah. Uh, so. Well, I know we're getting career. we're getting towards the end of the podcast here, but I have a quick question for you. Okay. You're starting to build the Sharks Mount Rushmore. Obviously, uh-huh. Patrick's there, yeah. Jumbo's there. Yep. Are you adding anybody else on there? You you leaving those two spots so, empty? Um. Yeah. Oh. So I, I'm gonna just uh, assume we. I mean, franchise has been around for thirty something years. So you you can we can pick four players. I'm going to go with the other two players right now as Brent Burns and Joe Pavelski. Well, my- okay. I, I didn't pick them because they're still playing. Well, okay. No. But, uh, so you're talking only retired players, only then? retires, only retired, only yeah. retired players uh, in sharks history. Um, Dan Boyle then. And uh, I think Dan uh, was a good one. Gino. Gino okay. Yeah. Evgeny Nabokov. So th- that would be, uh, if we're talking only retired players, that's my I thought Nabby too. I thought Nabby too. Um, mm-hmm. I just don't know if he, I mean, obviously he's longevity wise, but. Ooh. Oh no. He, I mean, like, like he, he was the, he, he played really well in, in a, in a, quite a few playoff games when the rest of the team in front of him uh, didn't play well. I'm thinking specifically of the, um the, the, the four overtime game against Dallas in game six, where he was standing on his head and Ryan Clo was the only guy who could do anything all night you know um but yeah uh so is, uh is joe a hall of famer absolutely yeah 100 first ballot is yeah, he he's, going he's in getting as a in. shark he's yeah oh yeah yeah he he spent eight years in uh boston to start his career but he spent 15 in san jose and then he'd had like a year in florida and another year in, in uh, toronto so right uh, he's uh is, is he's definitely going same? in as like a you shark go in, yeah you go in with the team right yeah yeah so uh It'll be a shark's logo uh, underneath uh, his his uh, statue. Yeah. Done. So is that their is that going to be their first Hall of Famer or or do they have players? Um. In? Well, I mean, there's been players that have played for the Sharks that have made the Hall of Fame, but in terms of like their primary team being the Sharks, uh, Jumbo and Patty are going to be the first two. Right. Um. Th- th- how th- long, those will be your first. How two. long do they have to wait to get in? I think it's only three years so i think okay. like yeah. it's getting close like i know in baseball and in football and in basketball they make you wait a little bit longer um unless you die uh so uh but hockey i think it's just three years because i remember uh, mario lemieux he had retired for he like got three in years he was in the hall of fame and then he came then he out came of back. retirement and played like for four more years after the fact i remember when he was. was like when he scored a goal I think it was like one of the ESPN guys was the Hall of Famer with another goal. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... Uh, I mean, most of the time you're like, you, 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 it's a future Hall of Famer doing it, not a current Hall of Famer. Yeah, they exactly. got to, they got to like chip away at the plaque and you know redo some of the numbers. You know, the career and goals. What's crazy or is he put up numbers like he he was. Like... Well, I mean, he had retired because of his back, right? You know? And after a few years away his back was able to heal properly. He was able to still play at a high level for a couple more years after that. So uh, it it does make sense, you know? Um, Yeah. So I didn't expect this conversation to go that way, but yeah, there's my, um, 
Uh, there's my Mount Rushmore. If you're asking, we put Gino <laughs> and Dan Boyle of retired players, players only, uh, along with Jumbo and Patty. So, oh, I was, I was curious only because I, I didn't know if you were going to also look at, uh, at Braun too, at Justin Braun, but Justin Braun's not good. No. no. I mean, he, he played <laughs> a longevity and had, and had, had most success with, with the sharks. Well, yeah. But too. I mean, he wasn't successful enough, like with the shark, like, like, you know, he, he was a very solid player for many years, but, um boiler is like a borderline hall of famer yeah um i don't i I don't know if he's gonna get in but like he's somebody that's gonna be in the mix you know people that they talk about maybe yes maybe no um uh gino's another one that he like in a down year he might sneak in you know like those are two guys that are that if they do get in it will be like sharks logos like for sure yeah for Um, sure if they do get in so for but sure. you know, hell of a career for uh, all of those players, but especially Jumbo, who we're acknowledging. Um, yeah, uh, my dad says three years is correct for hockey. So um, thanks, Dad, for the update. Thanks, uh, yeah, thanks, Pops. <laughs> well, that's um, it for me on hockey. I got, I got nothing else there. Yeah, I think that covers it. Um, anything else for the good of the order? No, no I'm good. No? Okay, all right. Well, then um, let's wrap this bad boy up. You're listening to the SVT podcast. Subscribe on YouTube and hit that bell to get alerts for when we go live. Follow us on Instagram at SVT Sports Pod. Slide into our DMs, baby. We would love to chat it up with you. Let's go and have some dinner now. Good night, people. Later, guys. Later. Later. <laughs>